welcome to the Hormones in Harmony podcast. I'm your host, Vivian Allred, former chronic illness sufferer turned trusted health practitioner. My passion is helping people to identify and address the root causes of their symptoms through my online business, Viva Natural Health. If you're struggling with confusing or stubborn symptoms that just won't go away despite your best efforts, then you're in the right place. If I can heal from a long list of symptoms and conditions, including cystic acne, hair loss, severe food reactions, and brain fog, then you can heal too. Stay tuned for weekly episodes that share expert guest interviews, Q&A, and solo episodes that are all intended to help you wherever you're at on your healing journey. The information shared on this podcast is intended for educational purposes only, and is not designed to replace the advice of your health practitioner. That said, let's get into today's episode. Hello, hello. Welcome back to the Hormones in Harmony podcast. Today, I'm joined by Alex Dudgeon, which is Cassie. If you know Cassie Aurora, she's been on the podcast episode, I think, four times now. She is a friend of mine. This is her fiancé. So Alex Dudgeon is also the founder of the Soul Medicine Festival, which I'll be speaking at this year. And we'll talk much more about that in today's episode. And this is a holistic health and wellness events company with the intention to inspire, empower and uplift people. The events are also an opportunity to explore spirituality through various practices and music from a range of ancient traditions. They have a weekend camping event, this is the one that I'll be going to, in springtime this year from the 26th to 29th of May, which I'm very excited about. Alex is also a meditation teacher. He studied both the Hindu style tradition of meditation in India and more recently the Japanese Zen style. He has over 20 recorded meditations on both the Insight Timer and Aura meditation apps, both available in the App Store and you can search his name to find them. And he has studied in the cryptocurrency space, as well as being vocal against lockdowns and medical mandates. So we cover each of these subjects in more detail, plus a few others, like his experience with parenthood. Him and Cassie had their daughter, Bonnie, um, about 18 months ago now it'll be. And yeah, they are sharing their wisdom with me because I'm asking about any advice for when that finally happens to me in a few years time and we cover a few other things as well like how he's gonna hopefully raise Bonnie to be the best human that she can be in this in this modern world and a few other things as well like his experience with psychedelics his spiritual awakening so we cover a few different things but it was a really fun chat and we always get into some fun subjects anyway so I wanted to record and share with you to also promote the event for him as well so I'm going to be doing a talk on the Saturday and Sunday I spoke at the event in Himley in 2022 as well that was around summertime which went really well some of you might have found me through that because I did a talk on women's health and obviously plugged the podcast so if that's you hello and because I haven't I didn't I wasn't running the, the podcast then but yeah let's get straight into the episode I hope you love it and definitely go and follow Alex and his work and if you're in the UK I'm going to be traveling a little bit to get there but definitely come and join us at the Soul Medicine Festival. Hi everyone welcome back to the podcast today I'm interviewing Alex Dudgeon on a few different subjects but before we get into it I want Alex to if you will cover a little bit more about your journey if you want to cover like health stuff 
work stuff, life stuff, because I know that you have a few different tools in your tool belt and you're passionate about many different things like I am as well. But just to let the audience know a little bit more about you before we get into some subjects a bit more, could you introduce yourself? Yeah, sure. Firstly, thanks for having me on. I've been wanting to come on your podcast. I know. I've had Cassie on, so I might have mentioned this in the intro, um, but Alex is Cassie's fiancé. You might be married by the time I release... Oh, no, it'll be before before the wedding. Just before. Um, Yeah, so this is Cassie's fiancé, just as a heads up. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Cassie has been on many times. I think she's been on like four times now, so it's about time we have... Yeah, really? Yeah, Yeah, she's hugging the line. It's about time I took over for it. (laughs) <laughs> and I think you have a great podcast voice as well I don't know if anyone's ever told you but just your voice in general is just very like harming uh, okay well yeah I teach meditation mm. I do a lot of online meditation mm-hmm. so I get that a lot I've not had it for podcasting but yeah I've mm-hmm. had a lot of people okay. say for meditation it's Good. pretty calm yeah. yeah. um so yeah my my journey like you say a lot of different passions and that's kind of why ended up going down the festival route I think because I thought you know I like I enjoy teaching meditation I love live music I'm really into holistic health and for me to kind of just pick one thing and go like that I don't know I haven't got that personality I kind of get bored of things so with this I thought there's loads of little different skill sets and passions that I can kind of bring together so I think that's why I've ended up where I am but yeah my background how, how far do you want me to go in? As much detail as you want. Like we've, got, we've got all the time in the world. <laughs> okay, cool. So, yeah, the, I'll get to the start of my kind of journey with this. Actually, I'll get to the very start. So, it was about 2012. I was about 20, 21 then. I had really bad depression. So, I did a placement year in between my second and third year of uni. Um, and I was addicted to cannabis, had a few other little issues going, and I had real bad depression. Like, I couldn't string two positive thoughts together. It was actually quite scary at times and just strange because I'd always been, you know, relatively happy-go-lucky kind of guy before then. It got to the point where I'd have my breakfast and I'd throw it back up just from being anxious about the the day ahead or whatever. Um, So, yeah, I managed to snap myself out of that. and I kind of built myself back from there, went traveling, did all this cool stuff. Um, but still, you know, I was drinking a lot on weekends and not that there's anything massively wrong with that. Um, but, you know, still that kind of escape element. And then I lost my dad to cancer about five years ago. And during that time, I was his carer um, for the last kind of three or four months because I was coming back from Australia. And that was just a really kind of intense experience all around, but um, a lot of kind of growth in there. I got to grow up very quickly um, because I was, yeah, pretty immature, I'd say, before then, just loved partying, whatever. Um, So, yeah, and then when he actually passed, I had two mystical experiences. So I'm glad you said that you've had people that talk about this kind of thing on here because, yeah Alex you know, asked me beforehand he was like how much can I share on here and I'm like just <laughs> just go for it we've had all sorts of crazy stories so it's welcome yeah it's it. and I'm sure some people I think it's rubbish but you know I'm sure a lot of people are on that wavelength and uh, will be open to it so two nights before my dad passed I was lying in my bed never experienced anything like this before 
I just woke up in the middle of the night, like really alert. At the end of the bed, there was like this black angel with its wings spread, kind of like looking down on me. And um, yeah, it was just for about a minute. And then I sort of like blacked out and fell back to sleep. Didn't really think anything of it because I knew my dad was like on his last legs and there's all that going on. So I didn't really think about it at the time. And a couple of days later, he passed. And then two nights after he passed, same thing happened again, woke up in the night and there was like this kind of skeleton figure with the same mannerisms as my dad. Mm. who kind of walked across the end of the bed, sat cross-legged and was just smiling at me. And um, it was like he was saying, you know, he's in this next kind of yeah. realm or whatever you want to call it um, and saying, I'm all good. And there was like a really just nice feeling about yeah. the whole thing. And this wasn't influenced by any like cannabis, psychedelics, anything like that? No, no, I wasn't really doing anything around then. I was barely like drinking or anything just because I was looking after my dad and trying to keep a clear head. Um, so yeah, like I said, I never experienced anything like it before. But after that, obviously, I thought, well, you know, I had a really kind of atheist upbringing and always thought in, in that sense. So I was like, wow, this is like opened up a whole new world. You know, I'm pretty sure there's something more to life, if you like. And then I got into meditation because it was kind of like a bridge between both um, starting a spiritual path and a way to kind of cope with my dad's death because yeah obviously loved him a lot and we're real close um and then I had just a lot of kind of synchronistic experiences after that and I got into health more naturally because I think watching my dad die you realize like how precious life is Mm -hmm. and how fragile the body is if you don't look after it because my dad was actually quite a health conscious person overall, but there's still little things like he did drink quite a bit and things like that. So, yeah. And in terms of meditation, have you had more experiences with like visualization or do you feel like you're tapping into your intuition more? Yeah, I think intuition's a big one. And how do you feel that? Is it like a gut feeling or do you, do you see things? Are you more of like a visual person? Uh, not so much, really. I just have weird moments where, like, I don't know, like, happened to me this morning, I just wake up really early, like, 4 or 5 a.m., and it feels like I'm getting some kind of, like, download, if you like. Mm. But it's not really visual. But around that time, after my dad, uh, I did have visuals. Like, sometimes I'd meditate, and I'd see, like, an eye staring back at me and things like that. But it can I don't be a little bit scary, can't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I actually went to a psychic yesterday, um I told my mum and dad well I told my mum my dad would just be like that is such a waste of money but my mum's a little bit more open so I went to a psychic and the first thing he said was like you're very gifted like you're psychic as well um and you see kind of messages through your dreams which is quite true because I've had some recent experiences um and I never used to dream but he said that I did I just don't remember them which is common so, yeah, I know yeah. some people like hear things, some people see things, some people it's just like this gut feeling. But I th- do you think that intuition is something that you're born with or these these gifts are something that everyone has or can you, def- can you strengthen them? Um, I think it's I think it's a bit of both. Mm-hmm. With like most things, I think you have like a natural ability and also I think you can definitely uh, tune it meditation, 
um, eating healthily, anything that kind of cleanses you physically and mentally, I think keeps you more in tune, connecting with nature, you know, things like grounding, just going on nature walks. I think anything like that that keeps you just more in tune of our true essence is going to help with your intuition. Mm-hmm. I'm just intrigued, like what was it that you studied at uni? Is that anything uh, to Martin. do with marketing? Okay. Marketing. So yeah. that was a funny journey, actually, because I just literally after school wanted to study something that was kind of had lots of jobs at the end of it, you know, kind of out of fear, really, I picked that. Um, but at least there was a bit of creativity with it, so I went down that route. Um, but then as I was doing it, I was like, God, this is quite soulless, some of it. It's all like about psychology, mm. how to like manipulate people to buy things, whatever. But now looking back, I'm kind of glad that um, I did it because it's come in handy with marketing, like my festivals, yeah, yeah. my meditations, um, my crypto community, all that kind of mm-hmm. thing. So, yeah, I'm quite Exactly. Quite You've had to probably work on your like managing skills as well like all of these different events and stuff so yeah let's cover that first more about the events and yeah. um, you said that's why you decided to do them in the first place is because you just love so many things and you just wanted to bring everything mm-hmm. together um and you ran i think was it the first time in 2022 yeah so i did some events back in 2019 but they're a little okay. bit different i was really into veganism then as you know because i've worked with, with mm-hmm. vivian by the way she persuaded me to get back on the meat. And I thank you for that because my health is a lot better now. Well, good. And, I think um, you knew, I think you were kind of just like asking permission, like a lot of people do. You just needed that nudge to to go for it. I don't like, know. I, I, I think I was like still well in that mindset then, but you kind of like snapped mm-hmm. me out of it. Yeah. So, Gosh, yeah. your body's thanking you. Yeah. And without <laughs> giving too much away, being too open. A big thing was my sex drive, like mm-hmm. I lost it towards the end of veganism. Like I think veganism at the start, you do feel a bit better. Maybe it's like a bit of a cleansing diet in a way. Then I think a lot of the good feeling is kind of like adrenaline because mm-hmm. you're not fully... Um, Your body's just stressed, isn't it? Body's in stress, yeah. yeah. And then so after about a year, the last year, I started to notice a lot of effects. And when I would smell like fish and things like that, my whole body was like yearning for it. Um, so th- I did start to question it before things mm. like that so I was like okay my body's clearly telling me something here mm-hmm. yeah so we worked together um we did some testing didn't we we mm. figured things out and I think it was a slow transition to like fully changing your diet but um yeah I'm glad that you've made that switch but yeah with your festivals and stuff so you ran some initially but they were more were they more like vegan community yeah it was kind of, yeah it was yeah that way and then I was going to change it to a more holistic health event, but then lockdowns happened. So I couldn't do anything for a couple of years. So when I brought it back this year in June, yeah, I made it much more about holistic health. So yeah, we have like yoga classes, meditation, sound baths, lots of different talks. We have Vivian there talking about hormones, um, more kind of psychological stuff. You can go down the spiritual route there, um, different workshops. It's kind of like a real, real mix, really. And can you show the dates for this year? So 2023. Um, I'm at the one in May. Is it May? End of May? Like the bank holiday. I'll be doing a talk on Saturday. That one is going to be on parasites. So gut health, how parasites can be affecting us, signs and kind of overview of treatment. And then the Sunday, the second day that I'm going to be there because I'm going to be camping 
which is fun. Um, on the Sunday, I'm doing it on like female hormones, syncing with your menstrual cycle. So really excited. And I spoke at the last one as well in 2022 and had really good feedback from that one. So I'm going to switch it up a little bit. So if, even if someone attended that last one, I'm sure a lot of the different talks and the event was just amazing anyway. So it'd be fun to, to just go back. And we had some really great weather, didn't we? Um, that last time. So yeah. fingers crossed. But it'll still be fun in the rain. <laughs> yeah that's it that's it well we've got plenty of kind of undercover spaces so mm -hmm. it'll be all good either way uh but yeah the camp out one is the 26th to the 29th of may this year so it's the the bank holiday weekend mm -hmm. and all the activities are on the saturday and sunday amazing and then is there, is there one later in the year as well there's one earlier, so there's a single day event back at Himley Hall on the 30th yeah. of april I've done that because there's a lot more indoor space then because um, obviously April's a little bit cooler, so it doesn't affect it as much. Yeah. And then we've got a new venue on the 22nd of July uh, called Hartbury Castle. Um, so that's a pretty epic, epic venue, actually. And I'm going to link to your website or anything that you want me to include in the show notes. So if people want to learn a little bit more, they can just follow the links. But yeah, I'm, I'm really excited. And I just got to like browse some of the stalls and the food was great last time. And the live music was amazing as well. And Cassie sang for us all. That's the first time I've heard her sing. She has like an amazing voice. So is she going to do that again? I'm not sure. I think she's going to focus on the homeopathy this time. Okay. But yeah, she's an incredible singer. Funny story with that. So when I said I did vegan events before, she was a performer um, at one of our events. Oh. And I'd only been with her like two months. Oh. And she said, oh, she put me on the liner. And <laughs> And I was like, oh, God, she might not be any good. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> but I can't say no. Like, I just started seeing yeah. her. So I put her on. And uh, I had a business partner at the time. And he was like, are you sure she's going to be any, any good? <laughs> and um, she was like the best one, easily. Mm -hmm. So It all yeah, worked out. She, she surprised me. He all worked out. <laughs> and do you, are you going to do anything different this time around? Like, what have you learned? Did anything go wrong? Not that I, like, I didn't suspect anything went wrong. But in terms of, like, putting on a festival like this and managing so many things have you learned anything I'd just love to know like, yeah I've learned a lot well. actually I learned a bit of that Himley one but um, we did another one in Shropshire later in 2022 I learned loads from that and I kind of like make sure I go around and talk to people and get feedback and just say look you can say anything you want to mm -hmm. me like because that's, that's how you learn and grow the event um, so yeah just loads of little things really um, a big thing, because at the moment we had the live music and all the stuff going on at the same time. Mm -hmm. So the live music kind of got lost because most people are there to learn about holistic health, do the workshops and whatnot. So the way I've worked it for the camp out is all the talks and activities and practices in the day. And then end all that about four o'clock and then just the live music. Because yeah. I think it's a nice way as well to kind of bring everyone together. Mm -hmm. Um, and bring that kind of community yeah, feel good. everyone kind of you know have a sing and dance together maybe mm -hmm. just chill and chat so I think that's going to work yeah work maybe that there. couldn't have worked last time because it, you didn't have the whole evening did you yeah we had to be like in and out for yeah. set times and stuff so um yeah it still worked great and I had like I was like laid on the grass right in front of the stage so I can't I'm not can't complain about anything <laughs> yeah that's it overall it went really really well um there's little things like organization the classes but yeah mm -hmm. very easy things to clear up this year so yeah so bigger and better for may 2023
Yeah, that's it. Well, that one, you know, I've got a much bigger budget to play with. It's a weekend event. Mm-hmm. We want to really evolve it. So we've got some bigger name music artists, things like that, just kind of yeah, growing it. And we've got a Bob Marley tribute band mm-hmm. that I've seen before. They're epic. Um, I'm a massive Bob Marley fan. Mm-hmm. So excited for that one. And I've tried to like kind of get music from different backgrounds because um, like I said to you before, I've done Ayahuasca. Mm-hmm. A couple of the performers, their music's very much influenced by that. So like from the South American tribes, that's cool. Uh, we've got a guy doing Kirtan, which is like from the, the Hindu kind of background. Um, so that's going to be cool. And yeah, it's just kind of giving people the opportunity to experience different cultures through music as well. That's so good. Yeah, I'll put the links, like I said, below. Did you know that indoor air is typically more polluted and harmful than outdoor air? I wasn't really aware of the harmful effects of poor air quality until I found out that I was unknowingly being exposed to toxic mold that was making me really sick. Now I really prioritise what I think are the foundations to health. Clean food, clean water and clean air. It's not just mold that we need to be mindful of in our homes, it's the flame retardants and VOCs off-gassing from furniture, airborne parasites, pollen, dust mites and bacteria. One of the best investments that you could make with your health is getting a high quality air filter that is strong enough to filter these things out and clean the air properly. Otherwise, it's going to be our lungs filtering that stuff. Not all air filters are created equal though. So I wanted to share with you my favourite brand, the Air Doctor, or if you're in the UK, the Amazing Air. I keep this powerful filter running 24-7 to give me peace of mind that the air that I'm breathing is safe and supportive to my health. Check the show notes for links to save £200 on the Amazing Earth 3000 and up to $300 off the different Erdox models. I just know that you're going to love it as much as I do. Okay, let's get back into the show. Um, but I also want to ask about your experience with psychedelics, ayahuasca. Mm. I know you've done things like mushrooms and these different types of ceremonies. I have yet to try anything like that. Um, I had such a bad experience the last time I tried um, cannabis. It did not go well. So that's kind of putting me off a little bit, but I've heard things like mushrooms, especially when done safely and controlled, can be like an amazing experience. Yeah, that's it. And I am a massive advocate for it, but kind of like in a different way to how I used to be. I used to kind of be like, you know, everyone should try it, whatever. But now I think, now I think about it in a more responsible way like you know when you're when you're ready to do it I think it's important to do like personal development work before you do it get into things like meditation um psychotherapy whatever it might be and then be in that that kind of strong position to do it because there are people that kind of mess with it and they're not in that strong place and then they become addicted to that and it's like, kind of like becomes an escape mm-hmm. rather than a tool to grow and expand. So, yeah. Yeah, they like need yeah. these ayahuasca ceremonies three times a year in order to like function in day-to-day life. That's not really a sign that you've healed, is it? It's just another addiction. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So I've only been twice. I did it kind of two and a half years apart. Um, and I've kind of set that now. I think that's a nice time period to kind of integrate what I've learned and you know that it's not a sort of like addiction then Mm -hmm. if you like um so I'm going to go back about um, was it this year I don't know 
especially in Alex. <laughs> what day is it? Yeah. Where am I? Yeah, it's, it's not, not a good uh, advocation for psychedelics, is it? I don't know what day it is. <laughs> you have a lot on your plate. We can we can let you off for that. Oh, no, the turn of the year has been crazy. Like, mm. it was all quiet in December. Now everyone's, like, messaging me about the event, asking yeah. to get involved, customers asking questions. It's been, been mental, but exciting. So. And something new that happened in the past, I think, like, year and a half, two years at this stage, when the episode goes live, you have become a father. So I'm sure yeah. that that has been a lot of <laughs> learning lessons and also a lot of fun. So, yeah, I just yeah. want to know for like my future self, when I decide to have kids, um, what you learned? Like, do you have any words of advice for me? Yeah, <laughs> sure. So, well, I'll try. Kind of like wing it and learn as you go. <laughs> yeah. but going back to what we've been saying about, you know, ayahuasca and um, the psychedelic experiences and the mystical experience of my dad. It's funny the way I think about it, like the two most spiritual experiences in my life was having a child um, and my dad like dying like the kind of death and birthing um, I think they've kind of given me the biggest growth um, opportunities if you like and yeah so I've done a lot of therapy the last couple of years and we work with this kind of pyramid so it's like self other and what's the top one now what's the word when you're not clinging on to some something like detachment detachment loving detachment that's it yeah so obviously as a as a bachelor you only obviously you think about others sometimes but you can be stuck in that kind of self space um having a child you're kind of pulled immediately into other because they're they're the priority it's a huge shift in that sense um and yeah it's just kind of opened my heart I just feel like more compassionate to other people kind of see that the inner child in people more and in myself um I don't know I could talk all day about it really it's just the best thing that's happened mm-hmm. to me for sure and if you were to do it again in the future anything that you would change well, I'm only 18 months in um anything I'd change not really I try not to live like that I don't really when I look back I don't really have any regrets because mm-hmm. you know I've messed up a lot of times but that's how I've learned I've always like thrown myself at things gone for it messed up along the way but I feel like I wouldn't be half as wise if I am wise as I am now if it wasn't yeah. for for those experiences and what are you mm. planning on because I know with therapy and trauma and stuff with all of the knowledge in the world, your kids are still going to have trauma from like the way that they interpret things. So yeah. how are you planning on raising Bonnie in the future? So your daughter um, and in this like toxic world with everything that's going on, how are you keeping her kind of like in somewhat of a, a bubble away from that? Yeah, it's very, it's very difficult. Um, but at the moment she's only 18 months years old. So you know we have a lot of kind of like control and a lot of time with her but obviously once you start school then you got a lot more outside influences and yeah the way the world's going I don't like a lot of it it is concerning so we've talked about loads of things really we've talked about going to Steiner school 
Um, we've talked about kind of having um, a community of homeschoolers that we kind of work together and mm -hmm. share responsibility of teaching the kids. We even talked about moving abroad and living off grid. So, yeah, we kind of flutter between things all the time. Um, see, I haven't really, haven't really decided yet. Okay. Well, between us, you know, we've got a lot of sort of knowledge. I think if we build a strong relationship with her, which we are, yeah. I'm hoping she'll respect us and kind of listen to some degree. That's mm -hmm. what we're saying. Yeah, there are a lot of options. Um, so it's just kind of weighing up the pros and cons and you've still got plenty of time. Is homeschooling, so in your area, is that something that people are into or not so much? Is it not like the, the norm? No, it's not a big thing around here. So yeah, just in case you're listening to that, I live near Wolverhampton, like in between Wolverhampton and Dudley. And we always seem to be like 10 years behind it right now. So yeah. Sounds a bit like where I am. <laughs> uh, okay. Or Where just like going? England in general. I'm just outside of Manchester. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I think it's kind of like that everywhere. But I yeah. didn't know about Steiner School until you, you two were talking about it. So for anyone else who doesn't know what that is, can you share a little bit more? Yeah, so there's a really good um, video on Gaia. I don't know if you can see it anywhere else. but It's a two-part series about kind of Steiner, his life um, and his schools. But they're just taught in a very different way so they say that the kind of programming period for children is zero to seven that's when your brain's in sort of a theta wave state which is what we try and get it get to into meditation um so yeah he believes like no tech no actual sort of um you know proper traditional learning until after seven because otherwise you get too much stuck in your in your logical brain i think it's the right side of your brain mm -hmm. so it's they're taught a lot more through play and song like they sing and dance and clap um they're taught how to grow their own veg so they grow vegetables organically on the site they eat their own veg so they have that mm -hmm. full process from start to finish they learn practical skills like carpentry things like that from a young age i'm not sure about languages actually i didn't ask that but they might start languages earlier, which I wish I would have done as a, mm -hmm. as a kid. So, yeah, it's just a different different approach. But these um, schools are very is... few and far between, aren't they? Do you know how many there are in the UK? No, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. But you've there's got one, one not far from you. Yeah, there's one in Starbridge, which okay. is about a 20-minute 20, 20 drive from right, okay, nice. I might look if there's, like, a find a Steiner school near me link, and I'll put it below, yeah. but I've not seen that documentary. So that's, like, Gaia website yeah Gaia TV you, you have to subscribe to it but um you might be able to find it somewhere else mm -hmm. I'll have a little look if you want yeah cool um, um and I also want to ask another one of your passions and things that you do for work is cryptocurrency bitcoin I don't know how to, like which what's the difference between the two um but yeah can you educate us a little bit more on what that is why you're so passionate about it and how you see the future in terms of like money and finance because I've heard like we're going to more of this cashless society. Like, is that part of it? Is that a good thing? Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so my journey with that started um, at the start of lockdown because I was actually working in the corporate world then um, in marketing. So I got um, put onto furlough. I was like, God, I really don't want to go back to my job. So I needed a way to kind of get out. I was 
re- researching loads of different things and then Bitcoin, I came across that and I pick it, became quite obsessed with it, like I joined an academy. I'm not as into it now because I'm focusing on my festivals, mm-hmm. but at the time I found it fascinating because I kind of was a, a truth seeking, if you like, back in like 2009, which was kind of like a semi awakening in itself. Um, when I started to research you know, how the world kind of truly operates behind the scenes. So I've always been that way inclined. Um, so when I saw Bitcoin as like an alternative monetary system, I'm surprised it took me that long to kind of find it really, because it, it started in about 20, 2009, 2010. So yeah, a lot of people don't understand how the banking system works, but literally they can print money out of thin air. So like the inflation we're experiencing right now, for example, during the lockdowns, they were giving money out left, right, center to businesses. There was 20 billion to track and trace. And this doesn't just happen through COVID, but obviously it was a good excuse to kind of print a lot more money. So what happens is all the other money that's in circulation or your savings, your salary and whatever, is suddenly worth less because you've flooded the money system with extra money. Um, a way to explain it I sometimes use, which is really simple, is like imagine if you're on an island and the currency was bananas and I know everyone had one tree in the garden, whatever. And then another monkey come over and he'd learn how to grow loads of trees. So suddenly everyone had loads of trees. So as one banana might have bought you like a house before, now it can't even buy you mm-hmm. a front door because it's mm-hmm. been flooded. Um, so that's what's happened. And Bitcoin is a kind of opposition to that because it's hard coded into the software sorry if i'm boring no no i'm i've wanted to learn about this for like years but never had the headspace so you've got me focused so give that's me good. That's give good. it your all <laughs> <laughs> so there'll, there'll only ever be 21 million bitcoin like no one can tamper with that if they did it wouldn't be bitcoin anymore it would be something else um so at the moment there's like 18 million in circulation and then the miners kind of bring more into circulation for that time so it's not perfect obviously the people that invested in it earlier are going to do way better than people that invested later and all the rest of it but um if you've got that kind of libertarian mindset when you want to be free from government it's a good alternative to fiat money government mm-hmm. money central banks money mm-hmm. um so yeah and yeah, what about this like cashless society thing? Like, is that the goal? Do you think? Yeah, I think they're definitely they're working on what's called central bank digital currencies, and it is it's actually really concerning and dangerous because what they can do with it if it goes through is they can make it programmable, which they can't do. I know like a lot of money is electronic now anyway, but this can be programmed differently. So it could be say. I don't know, you don't want to take your jab. They could be like, well, we're going to block you from using your funds unless you do this, unless you do that. So if I do get the chance to talk about it, I will, because I think it's something we really Mm -hmm. need to resist. They're trying to roll it out in China, which says it all because they're very authoritarian in the style. And Rishi Sunak's talked about it. I think that's why he ended up getting in, because he's massively pushed and talked about this for a couple of years now um 
So I think he's the guy that wanted to kind of roll this out. So I'm, I won't be surprised if it happens in the next couple of years. Um, I think it could happen quite soon. That's quite scary. <laughs> yeah. I mean, look, we don't know. We don't know. It might not be yeah. that sinister. Mm. Um, obviously, you've got to think about these things and mm-hmm. think about where we want society to go. Mm-hmm. I know who I'll be coming to for advice if that does happen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Your inbox will be flooded from well, the list. If I had advice now, I'd say get a little bit of Bitcoin and a little bit of gold. At least you've got something alternative if they ever did block you out your funds. Okay, good to know. Um, gold, the all... Yeah, go ahead. Just to add on that, gold, the core God's money, by the way. Okay. Because obviously it's what nature's give us. Mm-hmm. And cryptocurrency is just kind of like the general term. Just to clarify. Yeah, cryptocurrency is the currency itself. So Bitcoin okay. is a cryptocurrency. Okay, okay. Um, but there's been loads of scams. You've got to be really careful. You can make money in it if you know what you're doing. Mm. Um, but really, it's a bit of a casino, the other mm-hmm. cryptocurrencies. Bitcoin, the way it's set up, is, yeah, the real deal, in my opinion. Okay. Cool. So I want to ask you a few more questions before we finish up about you personally so that we can get to know you a little bit more. So the first one is the a book recommendation that you have. So this could be on any of the different subjects that you've covered, the meditation stuff, the transition from veganism, um, parenthood, mm. anything like that. Book, okay. I'm not a massive book reader. I prefer documentaries. Or a documentary. Um, we can switch it for you. <laughs> Again, this is on, on Gaia, if any of you got Gaia. Um, Ramdas Becoming Nobody. Ah. he's probably my favorite spiritual guru okay he's just a cool guy um he was like a big scientist he went to one of the main unis in america then he experimented with acid when i say experimented like he was taking outrageously high doses (laughs) and really experimenting with it um and then he went over to india met this guru quit the acid and whatever but yeah he went around the kind of world doing talks and stuff um yeah really really interesting guy it's all about like becoming nobody letting mm-hmm. go of the ego yeah. and he's just got a really yeah cool personality he's got a good sense of humor as well. i'm gonna have to re-download i think i've used gaia i think they did like a 30-day free trial years ago mm-hmm. so i signed up for that and watched as much as i could in that time but yeah. i'm guessing there's so many more things come out recently so i'll have yeah. to resubscribe um, what's your go-to breakfast if you're a breakfast person? Go-to breakfast, I always have porridge with banana, chia seeds, blueberries, blob of peanut butter. Um, and before that, I have a hot lemon, so a squeeze mm-hmm. of lemon. Yeah. And I have ginger and a teaspoon of honey. Nice. Very good. Nutritionist nice approved. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I'm glad. I was thinking you were going to rip me then and say you need bacon and sausage. Oh, no. Maybe alongside, but you might start to pile on so, the pounds. Yeah. On a Sunday, I do have a full English hmm. sometimes. My little treat. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you've got your, your nice balance there and yeah. could hopefully keep you sustained for a few hours. <laughs> um, and is there something that you do daily? So I'm guessing meditation is one of them, but is there anything else that you want to share that helps keep you kind of healthy and balanced? Yeah, so it's, it's similar to meditation, um, but breathing technique I'm mm. doing at the moment. So you've got, you've got to build it slowly. 
but you're breathing through one side, one nostril. For say, I don't know, you could start off with like five seconds, hold for five, release for five, and then kind of build that up. So at the moment, I'm doing 15 seconds in, mm-hmm. hold for 10, out for 15. But I'm going to try and slowly progress that. Because I'm reading this book at the moment, and um, they reckon there's people out there that can do one breath in and out in five minutes. <laughs> what? Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. So that's what you're aiming for. <laughs> um, not necessarily. I want to see how it goes because it's already a bit of a challenge now. Mm. But actually, it's surprising once you like go up a level. Once you've done it for about a week, it starts to become a lot more comfortable. And that's called alternate nostril breathing, isn't it? I think I've done that yeah. before. Yeah. So yeah, you can like yeah. Google, uh, YouTube, kind of the technique. Um, and what about meditation? Do you have a specific style that you love? Um, is that any apps that you like, or is it really just like on your own? When I when I started out, I did a lot on insight time and like mm. guided meditation because I kind of felt like I didn't know what I was doing otherwise. So the first couple of years I was meditating and did that. Um, but then I went out to India to do a teacher training course in 2019, and that was kind of more Hindu background. And this year I did one on Zen uh, meditation, which is Japanese background. So at the moment I'm doing a lot of yeah the Zen stuff, which is actually really kind of basic and simple but I think they're the hardest ones and the most mm. rewarding ones for your focus so it could literally just be focusing on your belly rising and falling but kind of getting lost in that if that makes sense yeah are you into yoga these days or not uh, have you ever been into no, not so much that that is a goal actually for this year to do a lot more yoga um, I did a session yesterday just because I had a football match Sunday and played for a while so I was like aching from head to toe. Mm. So I did a, a yoga session yesterday, but must have been my first one in about a year. <laughs> uh, yeah. Are you feeling a little bit sore but, today then? Yeah, I'm still yeah. feeling it today. <laughs> yeah, the football and the yoga together now. Oh, yeah. So. Nice combo, I mean, though. Yeah, that's it. I'm in a vets league now. I feel well old, uh, over 30s. <laughs> <football league. laughs> Is that what they're called? Yeah, it's ve- oh veterans over it's quite offensive really crazy. i know i was talking to my mum the other day and she um was talking about her pregnancy she had me when she was 32 and she was classed as a geriatric geriatric pregnancy yeah. like that is yeah. insane they were that's having like babies in like now. the mid 40s so that's yeah mad. yeah i was reading up actually the averages of children kind of random thing that i look up the other day and I think for a first child now for a woman it's like 29 mm. oh god that's next year for me <laughs> oh there you go <laughs> we shall see <laughs> no I say like 30 plus is my my goal yeah but yeah. you never know you never know what the universe has in store oh no well yeah me and Cassie had only been together nine months mm-hmm. when uh, Cassie got pregnant yeah. it wasn't planned but mm-hmm. yeah it was the so best it's meant thing to be that's it. I'm glad now. I wish I'd have started younger now. Oh, about four. But I we'll see. Oh, you still got plenty of time. <laughs> yeah, potentially. Potentially. <laughs> see how the second one goes. <laughs> Amazing. So, thank you for joining me finally on the podcast. Mm. And I'm going to see you like in person in the the new. Well, we are in the new year now. So, is it the wedding first, then the event, the festival? Yeah, wedding. Yeah, invited. spring's crazy for me. I've got my stag do in March. And I know, the wedding's I'd probably be a bit full on. <laughs> yeah. 
The yeah. wedding's like Easter Sunday, isn't it? Easter Sunday, Himley Hall event, end of April, and then the camp out at the end of May. So yeah. Fun. So you'll Exciting. need a, a nice break at the end of the year. But yeah, probably definitely. not knowing you. <laughs> nah. We'll be on to the next. Probably, yeah. Next well, we're all going to go on our honeymoon in mm. June. So that'll be some nice downtime. Amazing. We're going to go to Italy. Ooh. We might do a little one um, in South Wales as well. Oh, trip Very exciting. So, yeah, you've got a full on year, but um, yeah, it's going to be a good one for you. And like I said, I'd love, and you would love people to come and join at the festival. So check out the links and everything below. Follow Alex's um, brand and company on social media for updates and everything. And yeah, hopefully we'll all see you there. Awesome. And yeah, before I forget, we're also going to do a discount code for oh, yeah. Vivian's listeners. So if you put Viva10 at the checkout, mm-hmm. you'll get 10% off your ticket. Also, great chance to meet Vivian. Yes, exactly. Some of you have never met us, so yeah, you'll be hanging around, enjoying and it. I'll it? be I'll be doing the talks, but I'll also be like hovering around, doing some fun things myself. So yeah, I'm really excited for it. Awesome. Thanks, cool. Alex. Well, thanks for having me on. You're welcome. I really hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, I would love for you to leave me a rating and review on your podcast app, as this helps to support the show and it allows it to reach more people with this valuable information. Come and say hi over on Instagram. I'm at Viva Natural Health. And if you haven't already, check out my website, vivanaturalhealth.co.uk for tons more free resources and to discover how I could support you further. I currently offer one-on-one consultation packages if you want my top level support, then more affordable group programs and self-paced online courses. So there really is something for everyone. If you're ready to change and get some answers but aren't sure which option would be best, take that first step today and apply for a free enrollment call on my website and we'll discuss the best steps for you to take in order to achieve hormonal harmony. Enjoy the rest of your day and I'll see you back here next week for another episode.